A train crash in India has devastated the country. India is dependent on trains, and this was their biggest train-related tragedy in decades. India's prime minister has visited the site of the crash. Nearly 300 people have died. It began as a normal Saturday. Some passengers were traveling by train to visit family. Others traveled to go to work. But in Odisha, India, a passenger train collided head-on with an idle freight train, which ended the lives of 288 people, injuring many more. India transports an average of 8 billion passengers every year, and the Prime Minister is intent on developing a safer and more efficient rail system. But in the meantime, there are loved ones who cry out how long. Every day, we are reminded of the reality of the fall. But that's not the end of the story. So long as sin remains, God's story of redemption is not over. He will make all things new. Welcome to Haven Today here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're going through a series called Becoming Jesus People. I'm curious if you're familiar with the term Jesus People. We've been thinking about them this week as we remember the great revival that happened with young people in the late 1960s and early 70s. So many came out of the darkness of that day into the light of Jesus Christ, and all they could talk about was their Savior. So people started calling them Jesus people because that's what they were all about. One of those young people was Chuck Gerard. I want you to hear his testimony as he shared it with Pastor Chuck Smith back in 1971. And as you listen, I want you to believe that the same power that changed this young man's life is the same power that can change young people's lives today. I'd like to have you hear the testimony of one of our young men who actually is in the group called The Love Song, and God brought these boys to the Lord about a year and a half ago. Uh, Well, my story is kind of typical, I guess, of a lot of young people nowadays. My search for God started on when I started taking drugs and I got sort of caught up into the whole thing that was happening with the lyrics from the Beatles and just about the time I started taking drugs, the Sergeant Pepper came out and I was looking to all these, these men for answers and I'm uh, trying to follow this path of the way hippies were going, you know, I sold all my possessions and I went to Hawaii to live in a cave and to live off the land and stuff and uh, I... You know, after sitting over on the islands there for a while, which was kind of like a dream to me because, you know, it's so groovy over there and everything, and I had everything that I wanted. I had my guitar and I had drugs, and I was searching for God. And I just realized that God really wasn't anywhere in the world. Like, I couldn't go to a place to find Him. And uh, I found this vacuum in my heart that wasn't satisfied. And I realized that I wasn't doing any man any good sitting on a rock over in Hawaii. So I came back to the mainland, and I just, I ran across... uh, I started hearing about the Bible and some of the scriptures in the Bible and um, I heard the scripture that said seek and you will find and it impressed me as a promise that God was promising me if I looked hard enough that I would find him so I just continued my search and I went through uh, a lot of different ways to try to find it I went through the Eastern philosophies and some Buddhism and the Arantia book and Timothy Leary's trip and I went through all these things trying to connect them you know and I I never really heard how simple it was to just accept Jesus and that he was the answer, you know, because these other religions, philosophies kind of include him, but not as the son of God and the son of man. So I uh, decided, I'd heard about Calvary Chapel and I decided to give this place a try, you know, 
because I was being open-minded and I wanted to try everything that seemed like it might be a way. But it was the last place that I expected to find it, you know, because in my heart I felt it would be up on this mountain somewhere with this long-haired guru. And he said, well, in ten years we'll be on our way, you know. And that's how I really expected to find God. And I walked in and I heard Pastor Smith just laying down the simplicity of the gospel after I'd been making such a heavy thing out of it. For four or five years I was into LSD and drugs and marijuana. And I just heard, man, Jesus is died on the cross to save you because no man can make it because we're all just really rotten inside, you know. I'm coming to discover that more every day. <laughs> his grace and his love is just so abundant and that's the answer to the world's problems and there is no other answer. So being a musician, um, I wanted to dedicate my talent to the Lord and um, the same with the fellows here in the group. So we all became Christians just about the same time out of the Laguna Beach dope scene and uh, we found the Lord just about the same time we decided that we would start giving our talents to him and, and the Lord started to give us tunes and uh, we'd like to sing one and share one with you now called Welcome Back. It's one of the first songs we wrote and it's kind of like a story that just like God speaking to anyone that, that finally finds the truth and decides to yield his life to Jesus Christ. That's Chuck Gerard with his band from 1971. They were called Love Song. The song Welcome Back was an anthem for many who were coming home to the Father after prodigal years. And Love Song would go on to pioneer Christian music, sharing the gospel with millions through their songs. In a moment, we're going to turn to God's Word to hear about the bad news and the good news about you and me. And it's these gospel truths that change the lives of so many in the Jesus People movement. But first, let's open with a song from Love Song, Front Seat, Back Seat. Oh 
baptisms a week? Well, we're doing hundreds a week, sometimes even close to a thousand. It's, it's remarkable. The Lord is doing some amazing work here. You're an artist. What do you draw? Pretty much everything I see. But right now, that guy. Josiah, reporter. Greg. Have you had your time in the water yet, Greg? Yeah, I have. You? I'm more of a neutral observer. Ronnie. Yeah? How do you explain all this? God is saving the hippies. And it's blowing everyone's mind. Because nobody thought the hippies could be saved. A clip from the Jesus Revolution movie featuring a Time magazine reporter visiting a baptism of a bunch of hippies in the Pacific Ocean in Orange County, California. And just before that, we heard a song from Love Song written in 1971, a band of former hippies who met Christ, and they began to sing about it. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and I'd really like to send you a copy of the Jesus Revolution movie. It tells the story of how Pastor Chuck Smith and hippie evangelist Lonnie Frisbee were used by the Lord to help start the Jesus Revolution. That alone is worth watching. But you'll also see how lives like Greg and Kathy Laurie, teenagers in the early 70s, lost and confused, met Jesus and saw their lives changed forever. These are all true stories that remind you of one great truth. If God brought revival to a lost generation 50 years ago, he can do the same thing today. And then after the program, I want to send you this brand new Jesus Revolution DVD for your support of this ministry that's been all about Jesus for nearly 90 years. You can watch clips from the movie and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Now, let's take a pause. I want us to think about all the movements that are happening in our world today. There are movements promoting the importance of education for young girls in the Middle East. There are movements that seek to provide food and clean water to those who are in need, especially in third world countries. Not too long ago, when Price's Right host, Bob Barker, was still around, he was part of a movement to spay and neuter your cats and dogs. Well, there are all sorts of movements, good and bad, that people get involved with. And this week, we've been thinking about a movement that happened 50 to 60 years ago. It was an incredible movement called the Jesus Movement, or the Jesus People Movement, the power of the gospel reached tens of thousands upon tens of thousands of young people, many of whom were associated with hippies or were hippies. It was a marvelous time in the history of North America, but it did have its tensions. The hippies were a countercultural movement, not only in the eyes of the general public, but even in the church. So listen to this now from the film Jesus Revolution, which in this you'll hear some of this tension. So, uh, tell me about yourself, Lonnie. And your, uh, people. My people. I like the sound of that. 
You know, it reminds me of the words of Jesus. To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? I was up in San Francisco for a long time, living in Haight-Ashbury, on the streets all over. And we did everything and everyone. But that was the point. You see, the drugs, it's a quest. For what? For God. How can you not see that? There is an entire generation right now searching for God. A brief exchange from the Jesus Revolution movie between Pastor Chuck Smith, played by actor Kelsey Grammer, yes, the same actor who played Frazier on TV, and a hippie who found Christ, Lonnie Frisbee, played by Jonathan Rooney, who plays Jesus on The Chosen. These tensions are explored deeply in the film Jesus Revolution. And what you'll find in this movie is a powerful display of God's desire to reach outsiders. I hope that as you watch it, your heart will be touched and you'll have a greater desire to share the good news of Christ with those around you. Something that I've witnessed through the years is that Christians have the desire to share the gospel with others, but they don't always know where to start. I understand that. It can be nerve-wracking trying to figure out the right time and way to share Jesus, how to do it. And perhaps this series, Becoming Jesus People, will help you to share the gospel with more confidence. There is only one gospel message, but there are different ways to share it. One such way is by explaining the four spiritual laws. And we talked about the first one yesterday. God loves you and created you to know him personally. And those made in God's image were created to be in relationship with him, to love him, to enjoy him forever. But unfortunately, this purpose is disrupted by sin. Though we are loved by God and were created to know him, sin entered the world through Adam's disobedience. And that brings me to the second spiritual law that helps us introduce the gospel to others. What is that spiritual law? People are sinful and are therefore separated from God. Yes, the second spiritual law is bad news, but the bad news needs to come because it makes the good news that much greater. Have you ever noticed a child after she disobeyed her parents? She may suddenly go quiet or even try to hide, maybe behind a couch, especially after hearing the ominous words, who made this mess? Adam and Eve did the same thing, didn't they? After eating of the forbidden fruits and hearing God walking through the garden, they hid out. And why did they do that? Because Adam and Eve knew that a chasm had just opened up. They were at one time in a joyful personal relationship with God, but when sin entered the picture, they knew things had changed. Their sin had separated them from their God. And this idea is found in Romans 3. Let me share the words from verses 10 and 11. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. Those are pretty heavy words, wouldn't you say? No one who is spiritually dead seeks God. And to be clear, everyone wants what God has to offer. They want peace and rest. 
but they want to find the blessings that come from God in anything and everything besides God. Later on in verse 23 of Romans 3, Paul wrote these famous words, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Sin has the power to destroy so much. It can destroy our bodies, the relationships we have with other people. But most importantly, it destroys our relationship with God. And though God created us because of our sin, we are considered children of wrath. And this is something everyone needs to hear. We can often deceive ourselves about this. There are two common deceptions concerning our sin. The first deception is simply rejection. We can lie to ourselves about our sin by believing that we, in fact, do nothing wrong. Sure, we might tell a little white lie. We may have stolen something from a convenience store, but we're not really sinners. At our core, we think we're very good people. Well, that's the first deception. But the second deception concerning sin is thinking that others are worse than us. We may tell ourselves we aren't the ones with the issues. It's those other people over there. But what does Romans 3 tell us? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is speaking of every person who has ever lived except for one. And that one, of course, is Jesus. Whether someone you're talking to believes they are a truly good person who doesn't sin or believes their sin is not seriousness in comparison to others, it's important to tell them and do it in love that they are sinners and the smallest of their sins is enough to bring an infinitely vast chasm between them and their God. But there is a way out and the good news follows closely after the bad news and you find it. In the very next verse, in Romans 3, 24, Paul tells us that all have sinned in verse 23, but in the next breath, he tells us that all are justified freely by his grace. There is a way out, and the way out is through Jesus Christ. Though the bad news is very bad indeed, the good news is better than anyone could have ever dreamed. We can be forgiven not by our own strength, not by our own actions, but by the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as Paul introduced this gospel message of the redemption that's found in Christ Jesus in light of our sin, so we must tell others about the bad news of our sin so that the good news can appear all the more wonderful. Well, as you share this truth, that our sin has separated us from God, pray that the Holy Spirit would use this to make more Jesus people. Let's take a moment and pray right now. Would you join me? Father in heaven, I thank you that you have a wonderful plan for our lives. And that plan starts by our realizing that we are a sinner and we cannot on our own make our way to you. Lord, the only way that we can make our way to you is through the Son, through meeting Jesus Christ and calling upon him to be saved, to be justified in the faith that you give us, to make our way to the cross and realize that only on the cross were our sins forgiven. And that is the only way to come to a lasting relationship with our Savior and through the Savior, 
with you, the Father. Lord, may the power of the Holy Spirit work in all our hearts today. May we be convicted of sin, but may we all find forgiveness of sin today. Lord, we need you. We need you every hour, and we especially need you in the day in which we live. So we pray this now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Red is the color of the blood that flowed down the face of someone who loved us so. He's the perfect man. He's the Lord's own son. He's the Lamb of God. He's the only one that can give us life, that can make us grow, that can make the love between us flow. song here on this haven today becoming jesus people well school is already out for many and others soon will be on vacation summer is nearly here and that means many of us will have some time off with our family and if your family is like my family you'll be looking to watch some movies so many today just don't have any redeeming value of course and that's one of the reasons that we're happy to recommend the Jesus Revolution DVD. This new film will help you learn more about the incredible Jesus People movement, but even more, it'll inspire you to pray that God will move right now in the hearts of so many lost people today. 
and perhaps he even wants to use you to bridge the gap between him and his lost sheep by watching Jesus Revolution with loved ones who haven't met Christ yet. So come to our website right now. Watch some excerpts from the Jesus Revolution DVD. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And while you're there, you can listen to the interview I did with Greg Laurie, whose story is featured in Jesus Revolution. It's featured on our Great Stories podcast this week. Or you can call us, make your generous gift over the phone at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you wanted to get it, but still haven't asked for it yet, we still have the Chronicles of Narnia Radio Theater, a seven-CD set of C.S. Lewis's classic stories for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. As you watch the news or maybe listen to the news, you can easily become discouraged. There are dissensions among individuals, wars among nations. We can describe the world using many words, but peace is not one of them. There is good news, though. Jesus came to bring what we so desperately need, peace. In Colossians, Paul tells his readers that Jesus is the ruler of the world and over the church. What's more, he came to reconcile himself to all things. He came to make things right between humanity and the Father and then between each other. Paul says that Jesus does this by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. In the end, peace wins. You'll see Christ more clearly through time in God's word. Visit GetAnchor.com.